It's time to create better. Create better family, health, business, and self. Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. This is where we share tips about business and parenting. Being a mom of three, CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisy's speaker and educator, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated, and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Create Better, where we talk about how to create better life, better business, better self, and better health. And I want to know, have you ever asked, how do I get the attention of media? How do I get on a a, a TV show? How do I get on the morning news or a radio show or in our local newspaper? Well, you do not want to miss this episode as we chat and talk with one of my dearest friends and a mentor to me. And she's like, I'm a huge fan of her and I cannot wait to introduce her. So I'm just going to do it right now. My guest today is Rania Walker and she is the founder and the president of Front Door PR. She is a mom of three beautiful girls and she just, I don't know, when you hear her, she will just touch your heart right away because she stole mine many, many, many years ago. And seriously, when people ask me, how, Elaine, do you get on media? Like, why are you um, the regular expert uh, on parenting and education on uh, different morning shows on the radio? I'm going to say it stemmed from me meeting this wonderful woman, Rania. Rania, welcome to Create Better. Oh, thank you so much, Elaine. Um, I think I need. <laughs> I think I need a Kleenex. It's very touching. Thank you. I'm very honored to be here. I'm usually the one setting these up for other people, so this is actually a really, really good uh, exercise for me to to be able to share with you and and to be able to share one on one. I'm usually telling you what to do. <laughs> yeah, right. And and you know, Rania is so humble. Like she has represented so many large companies. She has represented uh, famous individuals and humble little me. <laughs> and she not little. <laughs> she knows what she's talking about. So you do not want to miss a beat here. And you know what? What I love about Rania is she says it as it is. She tells the raw truth. And, you know, I'm going to give you this warning right now. If, if it's something that makes you feel uncomfortable, <laughs> that is probably a great thing because that means, Hey, I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm being challenged. So get ready to be challenged and to be spurred on to do great things. So I, I'm going to start Rania by asking you to share a little bit more about you. Tell us about your journey to where you are right now. Okay. Well, let me just say, if you had told me, you know, 10 years ago or 20 years ago that I would be in PR, I would have laughed at you. I remember, um, so I went, I went to university for communications, media studies, and was focused on television and went to grad school for message design, but ended up um, getting into television. And my dream was to become a TV producer. I had dabbled in reporting and producing when I was in university, got to do some uh, really great co-ops and, and I loved it. I loved being a storyteller, which uh, funny enough was what all through high school, I will give them credit. All the uh, guidance counselors told me that I should be a journalist. And I'd be like, how can you say that? How can you be so mean? I'm going to be a doctor. And, and yeah, then I realized I can't stand um, blood. So 
And this is what I do because all I do is talk. So anyway, I went into producing and I loved it because I loved sharing people's stories. As much as I talk, I like to hear stories. And that's why I like to talk because I like to share them. And, um, you know, kind of dabbled in and out of different things, went into financial services, went into nonprofit. um, And throughout it all, I was doing a lot of PR not really realizing it. Funny enough, too, um, when I was in university, I was a TA for a public relations course. Uh, And then for a small time, I had a stint at Alliance Atlantis when Atlantis was actually merging with Alliance Communications. And it was such an incredible job. But in my youth and naivete, I really, you know, I thought this is really fickle. I'm going to take on the world. I'm going to do all this stuff. And I ended up um, going and working for a nonprofit only to realize that, you know, it's, it's a great thing to have, have a big heart and want to do all that, but sometimes you're not able to fulfill really the things you want to do, which is a storytelling. And so I went back into television, uh, left that PR role and never thought I'd get back into it again. And then a friend of mine had an intervention with me and, um, encouraged me to get into PR and start a company. She gave me a weekend to get it started. Okay. Uh, set up a, a, and I have the story. If you guys ever go on Thrive Global or look me up, Ronya Walker, it's it's on there. Um, and basically started the company and didn't really know what I was doing, but I just kept doing what I was already doing for people, which is what she told me to do. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. like, you're already doing this. You're already doing this. Just make it a business. So I did that. And here we are 10 years later. And wow, what a journey it's been because again, 10 years ago, it was a very different media environment. It was a very, very different. I mean, the things that we were able to do then, the the number of media we were able to approach, it's kind of different because it's shifted. It's shifted from the traditional media to this online digital media. And I remember I was, um, you know, pitching ourselves as um, integrated media because when, when I was working as a producer, you always focused on content that was your role was to focus on content. And it didn't really matter where that content lived. So if it lived on social, if it lived on the web, if it lived with sales, if it lived on television, it didn't matter. You were a content producer. And I really embraced that role. Mm -hmm. So often I'll say to clients, I'm really your producer more than your publicist. Wow. So so content is still content, but now it's really uh, shifted where you have traditional media. And while traditional media is getting, uh, is shrinking over time, Uh, you now have a plethora of opportunities online through different digital platforms to share your story. So in a nutshell, that's my background. (laughs) Well, I I love that there's a theme from your story right here is storytelling. And, And I think that's what your underlying success is when you help your clients, Rania, is is you make them storytellers because that is your your foundational expertise. It naturally exudes from you. So it just outflows onto your your customers and your clients and makes them sought after by media because you've created incredible storytellers. So you are awesome. (laughs) Like I said, I'm a huge fan of you. So we are naturally flowing into my next question then is, is top trends in media. And, and I would love, like, let's just touch on that and then, maybe like three secrets you want to share with those small business owners who have a product or a service. And, you know, and I can vouch for you because I am that person and you have like done wonders 
for me and, and you know and what I love about you Rania is you you teach as you go and you know like yes I haven't worked with you recently but I still practice what you have taught me and and that is so valuable and right now as you said media is changing and you know like I, I think I saw a statistic somewhere that um uh, more than 40 percent of of customers consumers want to see live videos from their brands they yes. want to interact with yeah. Right. So, so obviously interaction that is my- on the news, but it is like on social media. So let's talk. What, what are some of the trends? Yep. So you hit my number one trend, um, which is really getting out there and getting visible. So if TikTok has shown us anything, it's that people really want to consume information. They want to consume videos. We are visual beings, no matter what, like 70% of us learn visually, Um, we really like seeing those visuals coupled with the audio and, you know, as a producer, that's, you know, it makes sense to me because that's what my love is, but really sharing your story visually as much as possible and, and not sharing from a a place of, um, of, of self-service, but of service. Mm -hmm. So what can you share that's relevant? So how that ties into the trend is we're seeing more and more that all these uh, traditional media are, have had to shift you know, some of them kicking and screaming. But if you look now, you don't just find producers. You've got a digital producer, an online producer, a coordinating producer, an integrated producer. So you have all these producers and what they're doing is they're trying to find ways to get you where you live. So if you're living on your mobile phone, if you're, you know, one of the Gen Zs like my kids and everything's on your phone or you're on an iPad or you're still watching traditional media, whatever it is, they want content that, uh, is, I guess, relevant across all platforms that's consumable across all platforms. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I have a lot of people say, well, I don't really want to do that. And I'm not comfortable. I'm not good on here. It doesn't matter. Have you seen the people that are TikTok stars? Have you seen the people on Instagram? Nobody cares. Sure. There's a niche of people out there that are these kind of glam floors of glam influencers. That of course, they're going to have their hair and makeup and whatever. But is that your audience anyway? If it is, then sure, get a spokesperson that's <laughs> going to appeal to them. But otherwise, uh, authenticity is number one, mm-hmm. no matter what authenticity, because that is your truth and people see through that. So uh, in terms of media, from, from the other side of media, if you want to get media attention, not only where to go, but you've got to start putting that out there because the first thing a producer does, I used to say, is they Google, but they're not just Googling now. They're kind of looking and seeing you know, are they credible? Is this the stuff they're actually talking about? Or is this a PR person who pitched something that they really don't know about that they think is trending? Absolutely. Is this something they have credibility behind? So get out there and share. And and the beauty that, you know, I've seen in the last year and a half is that people will consume a lot of information in a minute, minute and a half, 30 seconds, whatever it is. So you don't have to do these really long shows or these really long things, quick and dirty, give them the sound bites. And if they want more, they'll come back. Right. I love, I love so many points that you've touched on, right? Like you know who your audience is, right? Because you don't have to be that fashion glamour girl with the gorgeous hair and the eyelashes. Because is that your audience? And I love that, right? Like be authentic. And, you know, and I'm one of those people who shies away from live streaming. I've never, I don't think I've ever live streamed because you should <laughs> be so good. Look how natural you are now. Oh my goodness. You're very kind. And 
I I want to touch on those three secrets that you have for for small business who have that product or that service and, and want to get onto these platforms, like whether it's social media or the traditional media, but you touch on one of those three points and, and maybe this isn't even one, but I'm going to say it is okay. number one that I just heard is you have to have credibility, right? Yeah. Create the content. If you're proclaiming to be an expert on that topic, you need to show yeah. evidence, right? Yeah. Evidence in your posts. Like if you say, Hey, I got secrets on, you know, quick recipes, and, you know, those producers are going to scroll through your social media and say, I don't see a single recipe or I see 150 posts ago. So producing credibility and yeah. and, and that's authentic, right? Like it's saying, yeah. you know, this is what I do naturally. So let me keep sharing it. Let me share it for you, right? So absolutely. What's number well, two and number three? What would okay. You- so well, I want to add to the share and share because uh, so that was my I'm looking at my share, 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 because you asked me to share some of my tips that I'm going to do later. Um, but yeah, you have to share. And I don't know if it's it would fall into tips two and three with the credibility. But a lot of people are afraid to share what they know. And it goes back to when you were saying, you know, I've learned so much and you teach people. That's what people want. When when you're teaching them, what you're doing is you're demonstrating your thought leadership, you're demonstrating your expertise. So as a small business owner that's launching a product or a brand, it's not about, hey, I have this product and and you should buy it because it's the best and I'm the best and I know and I did this. Show them, tell them, why is this relevant to them? Mm -hmm. Why do they care? So I'll always say, you know, why does your next door neighbor care? Why does your mother's best friend care? Why does your Aunt Bonnie out in PEI care? Why? So what's, uh, you know, I have this little acronym that I created and it's um, WIFT or sometimes SWIFT. What's in it for them or so what's in it for them? Not what's in it for you, not the WIFT or, you know, what's in it for me. Remember with them, that used to be a thing. What's in it for me? So it's WIFT. What's in it for them? What do they get out of it? So in terms of a small business owner, I, you know, we work with a lot of small business owners and I've had the greatest, one of the greatest honors was working with mompreneur and getting to talk to every year we'd have about 30 finalists Mm -hmm. and in a very small way, we'd get to represent them just by pitching them out and learning about their business. And so we can't sit there. We don't have the authority to represent that brand in that way. So they have to do it. You have to get out there. You have to share what you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So maybe we should just jump into my my big question. Yes. My big question, Rania, is your top five, your top five strategies for how to get on media. Okay. How to get on media. So yeah. we're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you back a bit and I'm gonna say the first thing is you have to know who you are. Number one is know who you are. Whenever I do media trainings, and I've probably done a hundred of them, if not more. <laughs> in the last uh, 10 years, I always ask that question. I start off the media training with, who are you? Mm-hmm. And it's an exercise I put people through because they don't, they're like, what do you mean? Who am I? Well, if you don't know who you are and you, if you can't articulate that, and I'm not talking about a really savvy elevator pitch, just know who you are and what you're about. Because when you are pitching media, you have to be quick and dirty. You just have to say, this is what I am. This is what I'm doing. And this is how it's going to improve, enhance or engage your audience. So that's really know who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, you're not going to be able to create a bio, you're not really going to create good content, 
you're not going to be able to do all those things that you want to do. So you start from the basics. Who are you? I, I agree because if you don't know who you are, you don't know what you have to offer to somebody, right? Yes. Because if if you are confident in in this area, X, then you can know like confidently that you can offer X to help yes. somebody else, right? Yeah. So you you need to know who you are. So smart. And, and that's why I say to people like people are like, oh, what do you do? Well, I, I'm a founder of a PR company. Yeah, but what do you do? Or who are you? I'm like, I'm a producer. I'm like, oh, I thought you had a PR company. Well, I can say I'm a publicist, but my approach is a little different because I kind of take a more holistic approach. I I take some of the tactics and strategies to put when I used to produce and I use that. So I say to people, I know who I am. I'm a producer and that's how I approach the work that we do. Mm -hmm. And I have a team of former producers and media people. So we have a slightly different approach. And there are now a lot of my former colleagues out there with PR companies or communications companies that also have a similar approach. So you will find a difference, but we all know who we are because we've identified this is what we do and this is our secret sauce. Mm -hmm. So that's number one, really know who you are. Mm -hmm. Know what your solve is would be my second one. So that's really important. What do you do or what do you provide that's going to be some kind of a solution? And again, I say that is going to inform, enhance, improve, educate, even if elevate somebody's life, right? Even if you make them laugh, what is your solve? Because when you know that, then you know what you're doing to help people out there. Beautiful. So yeah, like uh, one of the examples I used to use, I used to say to people, um, how many real estate agents do we have in here? How many photographers, right? Because you have this large group of people, you're doing a media training, you know, um, how many do this, right? And so various people. Now I can't, or they can't, possibly service all those people, but they all have expertise and they have different perspectives. So right now, if you had myself and two other PR people here, we'd probably have very different ideas. That's why we have panels, right? Because those panels, they're basically piggybacking on each other. But if you know what your solve is and you know what your unique value proposition is, that's when you can really start honing in on what I would say is number three is what is it that you have to share? And that's where you create an editorial calendar and you sit there and you brainstorm and go, what can I talk about? What are the things that I can talk about or share that the media are going to want to share? Because you have to, I want everybody to take a step back. And sorry if I'm talking too much, Elaine, but I'm, I'm going to have you frame shift. Okay. I want you guys to take off your hat, and take off your founder, owner, business owner, corporate hat. And I want you for a moment to think of yourself as somebody who works in a newsroom, whether you're an editor, writer, producer, uh, reporter, host, Mm -hmm. your job is to engage your audience and your livelihood is based on ratings. If your ratings are in the tank, that means that people aren't engaged. They don't really care about what you say or what you're doing or what you're presenting. So you're always trying to find content that engages them and that keeps them engaged for a longer period of time because ding, 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 that's what advertisers want. And that's where the money comes from, unless you subscribe to a service. So you have to think that they are creating content that they know their audience wants and needs and wants more of, that they're going to sit through a four-minute segment. So if you've written a book, how many people actually want to sit there and listen to you talk about your book? You're, you're trying to get your kids ready for school or you're in the car and you're driving somewhere. You don't want to hear someone drone on about their book unless there's something really interesting that will resonate with them. So you have to always come back to, if I was the producer, if I was a reporter or writer, what would my audience, my niche audience care about? 
Absolutely. And it's so important. I'm just going to tag on to your point is, is know who you're, you're talking to. Yes. If, if they are a, a morning show that is targeting that stay at home mom right now, then that's the audience you want to talk to because it might not be the business audience that you're going to talk to. So, so giving relevant content to their viewers to know what they have been showing so that, that you are relevant and yeah. necessary. Yeah. And, and you don't know who's out there. So that's the thing too, with the audience, I always say to people, it's not, don't expect that when you do media, you're going to have immediate sales. It's really hard to monetize PR because a lot of people think, oh, I'm, I'm going to hire someone to do my PR. I'm going to hire a marketing person and they expect it to monetize right away. That often doesn't happen. It's usually a longer run because you have to look at your building name recognition, credibility, understanding of your product, affinity for your product, desire, right? Uh, or even service. And then when the timing's right, those people will buy. Sure, there's some that want it now, but there's some that want it later. So what you want to do is kind of implant those ideas and slowly build, almost like a drip campaign, right? You're slowly going, you know, step to, by step. But um, but yeah, you just, you have to understand this. And also, I would say to business owners, if I can say this also, uh, don't expect that when you hire a PR person or if you do PR yourself, which by all means, I always say to people, if I can help you be more effective and efficient and you can do it yourself, mm-hmm. by all means, do it. It just takes a lot of time. Sometimes you're really lucky. You know, you strike gold and, and it's like you hit the right place and it takes off or you have the right product or the timing is perfect. But oftentimes it takes time. So be patient with yourself and know that this isn't like a one hit wonder. It's something you build over time. Absolutely. And it, it's it's a trust relationship, I would think. And even that takes time, right? Like, yeah. you just don't jump in and get married to somebody. You, no. you know them, right? You need to, yeah. to trust them and, and see their flaws and and be able to relate to them. So yeah. it's, it's very much a relationship that takes time. And then, and then you will see them follow you because they trust you like you. And if they unfollow, that's okay too, because you know, not everybody is meant to be your customer or exactly your dear friend. So it's no. okay. It's all yeah. good. It's all good. Reason, you know, people are in your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And that's the same thing if you have a business mm-hmm. and, and you have a product, not everybody is it for that time. Where media is concerned, I've seen people who, you know, once they have a profile and the media loves them, they become guest experts for anything, right? Because people like them. The audience wants to see them. I often say, you know, if you look at Oprah or or Martha Stewart or all these people that all these women specifically, but even other people admire, they didn't start out so big. They started out in a niche. Mm -hmm. They built their audience in that smaller niche. It started expanding. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the joke is Oprah never knew. I don't think when she was in Chicago, starting out as a reporter, that she was going to be giving away cars underneath people's chairs, right? And flipping things and doing all this. She didn't know she was going to have own, but it just, it built over time. So please be patient with yourselves because I'm a founder and a business owner too. And I know how much work goes into it. Absolutely. So give yourself, be kind to yourself. And you know what? You are going to fail with pitches. We've been doing this for so long. You know, I'm a producer. Most of my friends work in the media. So I have a very unique perspective. We talk. This is what we do when we talk. We talk about stuff. We talk about things people pitch sometimes, the funny pitches they get. 
the ridiculous pitches they get. Um, and then some of the, you know, things that happen. And, and uh, I can tell you that even, even with our best, best knowledge and best guesses and, and what we know, some things are a hit and some things are a miss. Absolutely. And I, I think, and you have to keep your door open to, to talking about things that you didn't even know that you were an expert at. And yeah, but you know, when, when media does start trolling on your social media and whatnot, you know, I've been asked to speak on things that I didn't know I was an expert at. <laughs> yeah. And, and then they point out, well, we see that you've talked about it here and there. And so will you come and talk about this here and now? Yes. And, and I, I just do it because if something that I've done, even though I don't think it's that fantastic, would help somebody else. Absolutely. I will yes. definitely talk about it. I will talk about the mistakes I, I learned along the way. And I will talk about things like how to get ready for a road trip. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's all. But yeah. And that's the thing, you know, we always say to people, um, you know, really Google yourself, see what's out there, see what, see the things that you've talked about, what you're doing, and then start populating, especially before you start pitching. Right. So you, you have basically a legacy online right now. Right. So people can kind of follow and, and see what you've done over the years. Yes. And they can see what you've talked about. But if you haven't been doing that or you haven't been active, if you want to start getting becoming more of a subject matter expert in media or you want them to profile you or your brand, start doing things. We have a, an amazing company that we um, work with with a brand. Uh, it's a vodka brand. I don't know if I can mention it, but I remember during um, the beginning of the pandemic, uh, there was a panic because a lot of their customer base they didn't do, you know, they were just getting into PR from, with us and everything that they did was, it was, uh, they say lips to cup, right. Or lips to whatever, like a taste because they go into the LCBO every weekend. They had different people. People would try the product, love it, buy it. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden nobody could. Right. How can you replicate the lips to the cup, right? How, you, how can you do that in a pandemic? You can't. So we recreated it online. And I just said, you guys just have to create, we created this idea of the seven o'clock tail hour. So every day at seven o'clock for one minute, they did like a little video. Some of them were a little longer, but it was just, you know what we said, awesome. just play, just try. And so they played and they did these little videos and they were quirky and different. And over time they started to love them, but they built an audience. Brilliant. Then when we were pitching them to media, they're finding them and they're like, oh, they're media friendly. They're savvy. They're really good on air. Well, they had time to hone that skill. Absolutely. You know what? Just, just do it. Just record yourself, please. Ladies, who cares about the hair? Guys, who cares? Just, yeah. just do it. I know, right? Like I, I'm listening to you and I have not done this live streaming thing, but, but it is. You don't is have to live huge. stream. It is You don't, you you don't, don't have, have to live stream. stream. You just take your phone and you practice and just don't be so critical. And you put it up and you put it on. And you know what all these like, I think it's more intuitive for the younger generation. That's like my kids' generation, the Gen Z, because they'll record themselves. They'll snap it. They'll do whatever. They'll put it out. Eh, I'll delete it. I don't like it. Oh, I look good here. Oh, I'm going to take it off. It, it's not worse for us. We're like, oh, we put ourselves out there. Yeah. Just, yeah leave it. Just, you know what? You just have to play. If you're not going to play, then you're never going to get there. So just start. 
Just start. I love it. Just start. Okay. So we touched one and two and three. So your fourth and your fifth tips for starting um, that you want to share on how to get in on media. On media. So I guess if I'm going to give something really practical is identify the media that you want to get in. So, you know, I, <laughs> one of our greatest kind of internal jokes is when you say to people, okay, what are your goals? Where do you want to be? So number one is Ellen. And then number two is Oprah. I'm like, is Oprah still on? Like, really, have you watched TV lately? Is she on? <laughs> is she really, right? And then, and then they'll say a whole host of other shows. So then I'll back up and say, make a list of who you want to be on. And then watch those shows or read those papers or listen to those stations or look at those online platforms. Do they cover those topics? And I know you kind of talked about this, but this is so important. Do they talk about those things? Do they profile those people? Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, someone recently said, I want to get on Jimmy Kimmel. Does Jimmy Kimmel put a brand on to talk about their brand? Or are they going to take somebody who has this little, you know, yeah. uh, and I don't mean to, I'm not belittling it, but I'm just being honest. Absolutely. You know, you've done a collaborative book with 60 other people. They're not going to have you come on as one chapter. It's just not realistic. And, you know, again, does their audience care? Go back to that right? Does their audience care to see? That's not what their audience is there for. Then you can start building out your media list and media lists, you know, is a PR person's collateral every day or every other day. We are constantly updating our list because people move, they change beats. Even this week, there is a producer out in Calgary. We reached out to them and they said, thank you so much, but we've actually changed the way we're doing our show as of last week. And now we're looking for this type of content. Back in Toronto, somebody said, actually, we're not doing interactive segments anymore. We're focused on COVID. And then a radio station that we pitched said, we're not doing COVID anymore because people are sick of it, but their competition is actually almost all COVID all the time. Hmm. So you have to really start watching, listening, and seeing what they want, and then just create a small media list for yourself and just get started. Like you, Elaine, once they get to know you, you don't need to be on everything all over the place. No. You just need to get on the ones that are going to be relevant to your audience, use them as practice. And you know what I would say, if you're starting out, don't go after the big boys practice in some of the smaller ones that are not going to be so intimidating where you can kind of work out your kinks, get used to it, get comfortable and then build from there. Absolutely. And I I just want to highlight a point that you made, which was know the media that you're pitching to know their content so that you are pitching to the right place in the first place, right? You you don't think like, okay, well, that's a big newspaper or that's a big magazine. My product or service should be in there. No. And it's never about your product or your service. It is about what you have that will benefit their audience. Yes. How will it be relevant and helpful right now? Not last month, not next month, but right now, how is it going to help them? And so that'll be my fifth point then is how will it help them and and what is relevant now? So how can you jump on a trending topic or an awareness date or something and make it interesting? Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we look, if you look around and go, well, who do I know or who am I friendly with or what would I like to be on and how could my product or service be relevant to them? Well, rather than just your stayed topic that you're, you know, you're going to talk about, is there a twist you can put on? What's an angle? Because that's where I say think like a producer. 
So we've had numerous examples. You know, we, we recently were still working with a, a local film festival that's gone national. And, you know, we have all these movies to pick from. And we thought, well, we have a really good relationship with a national food editor. Okay, film festival, food. What are, so what we did is we picked some of the top movies and talked about how you could watch at home and make a dish. And so then we had chefs make these dishes that you could have to compliment, right? I love it. It's like food pairing for movies. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> when I when I worked, uh, so, you know, I used to be a producer at the Weather Network and um, I brought on a chiropractor. People like chiropractor, what do they have to do with, with weather? Well, there's lots of things getting ready for hockey season. Cause what is, what kind of injuries do they see? Right. People who put their backs out getting ready for golf season. Um, awesome. In the spring, when you have the barometric pressure is really, really low, that's when everybody's inflamed. And so what can you, so just think about all those external things. Cause people are always looking for unique hooks or angles or did you know? So I'll give an exercise to do is say to yourself, what do I know? What's one thing that I know that probably if I met with my friends or sat down with the family that they don't know. Hmm. Because most likely most people out there aren't going to know that. And if it relates to your product or service, then right there, that's your first blog topic. What do you know? So start writing. And I do have, if you go to our website, we have a blog there. It's called our secret sauce is kind of like the summary of it, where we actually take you step by step. It's like 17 steps but how to create an editorial contact calendar. Plus we give a, like, we give you access to it for free. Um, you, and it gives you step-by-step. Step. And so to tie this all together, when we wrote that blog, one of the girls that we work with said, don't you think that you're, you're making a mistake? You're literally giving away your formula or your strategy. I'm like, well, number one, there is no formula to this because it's just kind of an approach because everybody's different. Number two, if they're going to hire us, they're going to hire us. If they're going to buy your product, they're going to buy your product. But if they're not, and you can educate them and demonstrate your leadership in that space, mm -hmm. why not? Absolutely. I fully agree with you. I, this is one of the strategies that I offer and tell people is always offer your best. Yeah. Like don't, don't hide it and wait for them to come find it. Offer it so that they will come find you, right? Because if, if, if this is, you're showing your best stuff right here, right now, they're like, what else does this person have to offer? Yeah. This is amazing stuff. So like, of course, the best part is to actually work with you. And yeah. so I, bravo, that's like, definitely, I agree. What you're doing is right on. And you are incredible. And like, <laughs> we, are, we haven't even touched the surface. Of, of I know there's so much I want to share. <laughs> I know, like, okay, if, if you could leave like one more final tip of, of advice for that small business owner to say, you know what, you need to get into media now. This is the one last thing I'm going to say to you. Do this. What is it, Ronya? Get started. Get started. Don't tell me that you can't write or you can't create content. So here's my tip. Everybody pretty much has a cell phone. On that cell phone, there's a voice recording app, but even better, there's always a notes function, okay? There's a little app it's a notes app, no matter what kind of phone you have. Pick it up, start recording your thoughts. I'm going to give you my little secret. Often, because I live in chaos, like there, <laughs> I don't know who else lives in chaos, but I live in a very chaotic home and a very chaotic life. When I take a shower is my downtime and I almost get a download of thoughts and ideas. Oh, I should share this. 
I get out of the shower. I have the phone on the counter there. I just start recording as that I'm drying myself off and doing things. I just start sharing tips. I'm like, oh, so yeah, I had this idea, blah, blah, blah. And here are some tips. Boom, 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 boom. Love it. Get out of the shower. I email it to myself and then I edit it. So talk it out. Just talk it out. Stop trying to be perfection. Just do it. Nobody's looking for perfection. Do it. Just do it. Half the younger generation doesn't even like write with proper sentences anymore. It's all with emojis and, and right. Like they don't care. So just get it started. Yeah. I love, I love that. I'm not the only person who gets great ideas in the shower. So (laughs) thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I'm just being honest. (laughs) Love it. I love it. Just start. Right. Like, you know, a great, simple recipe, share it. Yeah. Like share it. And if you look all the greatest, like all the major content creators and influencers and all these different chefs and everybody is sharing everything out there. Do you think they're afraid of that? Somebody's going to take, first of all, an idea is just an idea. It's nothing unless you execute on it. Absolutely. Right. Yep. So, so just put it out there and the right people will find you. I love it. I love it. Okay, Miss Rania. Now I know you're a mom of three teens. Well, yeah, including a two-year-old, <laughs> and sometimes you have more than three kids in your house. And for yes. your husband, it's a busy home. Mm-hmm. And you are so humble. And I'm going to say this, and you're going to say, "What? I'm not. It's not. I'm not successful." But I'm going to say, "What are your habits? Like, is there one habit, two habits, three habits that you could share on how you survive to be a successful mom, parent, and small business owner or business owner? What would you say? Okay, this is what I do. These three things seem to work for me. What would they be? Um, Okay, so I will say, yeah, number one. So even though I'm a type A personality, um, I just I've had to let it go. So let it go. I run up, I run a business. I have three kids that are busy, each with their own needs. I have a, a child who struggles with school. She has a learning disability. So she requires a lot of my time. And I mean, sit down time, mm-hmm. sit down shoulder to shoulder, plus the business plus, you know, plus, plus, plus. So I just say, honestly, you just have to accept the, the little messes, do what you can, as long as it's sterile. As a mom, I just say, as long as it's sterile, you know, your kitchen's in your bathroom and yeah, there's a mess. I just apologize before they come in. I'll, I'll tell people, you know, this is my house. It's lived in. We do our best. We try, but yeah, just let it go. Let the expectations go. That, that would be number one. Let it go. Let it go. Um, number two, as I would say as a business owner, one of the hardest things, because I never in my life intended to be a business owner or an entrepreneur, I'm a more risk averse person. (laughs) So um, I've learned you really have to um, just take the ups and downs, Hmm. right? You really have to understand that there is no, there is no trajectory that's going straight up. Uh, there was a book called the the slight edge. And that was really, it was about that exponential growth that a lot of time you're on that very level, slow incline until you get the exponential growth. Um, yeah, that, and then, um, what was the other one? I did have another one, but now I can't remember, but yeah. So just, yeah, it's, I I think that we're all trying really hard and there is no balance. Yeah. There is no balance because when you have balance, you don't have momentum, mm. right? You have stillness. 
Uh, so you need that. so yeah so that analogy right you're all like if if there's no momentum in balance and yeah. there is no balance I, no there is no balance there, there is, is no, balance. no there's just all there is is harmony so if you can be in harmony with yourself so you know you have to be good to yourself which is really hard it's something that's taken a long time you have to take that time out i still don't do all that thing but you know all the things that you're supposed to do um but just be in harmony with yourself with your family cut those toxic ties mm -hmm. because the one thing i learned in my life is you know keeping all those real those negative nellies and all those dream killers and all those people that are just not serving your life, including if they're family or your best friends. Like I said, people are in your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Mm. Sometimes that reason or that season is the lesson. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's through our growth. So I think we have to start saying it's okay. Absolutely. It's okay that they were here then and they're not here now because we end up, and I think men are really good at compartmentalizing, whereas women uh, we tend to hold on to those things and we have a really hard time letting go. I know I do. Any job I had, I had a really hard time letting go. Uh, certain relationships I had, certain things I did where I felt like, oh, I have to stick to it because, you know, we've all been taught that stick to itiveness that you have to stick to it, stick to it. Listen to your gut, listen to yourself. If it's telling you it's time to let go, then let go and just bless and release. Absolutely. Right? With, with gratitude, right? With gratitude. Yeah. Even the, the horrible things that happen, it, it, it's hard to be grateful during it. But if, when you start pouring in the gratitude, it'll just push up that, the resentment, the anger, the hurt, yeah. whatever it is, like, and then, and then let it go and just be grateful that it happened. And yeah. when I talk to um, product creators and we talk about, you know, that the negative feedback they might get or a negative comment, be so grateful for it because they took the time to tell you, they could be telling everybody else and they just might, but the fact that they took time to tell you to be just so grateful and, and appreciate it, acknowledge it, learn from it and, and grow from it. Right. And yeah, so I, I love that. And, you know, yes, we men and women are so different. And like, what is it? Is it that men are from Mars? Women We're in front Venus, of Venus. Yeah. Like, men have like a brain, like a waffle, like all <laughs> And we are like spaghetti, like, like, it's like long spaghetti strands. Like we yeah. didn't forget. We haven't let go because it's intertwined. Like 15 years later, we still remember. Yeah. <laughs> like and some people are really good, right? Like, and I don't want people to be like, oh, you're, you know, like, how, however you identify, however you do, like whatever it is, it's, I just find that a lot of people, and I am saying women in general, just because that's what my observation is, we tend to just hold on to that. And yet we are the greatest segment of small business owners. Mm. And here we are starting businesses while we're caring for children, caring for parents, caring for the community, doing all this stuff, caring for partners, uh, trying to build a nest trying to keep that nest clean, right? Yeah. Doing all this stuff. And, and then, um, you know, it is hard and it's hard to take criticism and it's hard to, so yeah. And, you know, I will say that the people who have challenged me the most in my business where it hasn't been nice and it hasn't been pretty have forced me to look at things because at least I was open to taking that criticism. It just didn't have to be nasty about it. But, you know, you could, you could give constructive criticism 
And then you look and go, okay, what can I do? What can I do to improve upon this? And, and if you look at that and you're like, you know what, those people are just jerks and move on. Great. They just showed you themselves and you're free and clear, but yeah, it's, it's hard. I, I respect every single person who uh, has ever decided to start a business because this is a hard slog. I'm telling you, I still am learning. And it's not like we went to school and a lot of us didn't learn this. Like I, I thought I was going to be in a newsroom or in front of a camera or, you know, in, a, in an editing bay most of my life, you know, not this. So. Oh, absolutely. What is it they describe an entrepreneur as is a person who jumps off a cliff and build, learns to build the airplane on the way down, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never heard that one. That's yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, and then of course now you're the woman. So you're now also like, besides learning to build the airplane on the way down, you were picking up kids, driving them to the soccer and piano lessons, making right? doing laundry and everything else and building that airplane. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. And then building the one that they need for their homework the next morning that they didn't tell you about three weeks ago. Yeah. Right? And the dozen uh, cupcakes that are mm-hmm. still that day. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to ask one last question here, Ronya. Okay. And what would you say is the biggest mistake that you've ever seen someone do in media in media and what is a lesson we could learn from that lesson from that mistake from that mistake the biggest mistake in media oh my goodness there have been a lot and i have seen a lot so but specific to media (laughs) no need to use names but no no i won't use names but if i i think I mean, a lot of the ones, and I have written about this uh, in terms of, because we do a lot of work with reputation management and crisis communications, Mm -hmm. really think about what you're going to say. A lot of people speak with passion or they're irreverent and they don't care. And this is just me. And, you know, North Americans tend to be a, a very forgiving bunch, but really think about what you're saying and how it can impact people. And I'm not referring to the extreme we've got into with this cancel culture that you can't say anything, but really think, you know, uh, there have been so many people that get out there and they put, you know, camera goes in their face or someone's recording them or someone's saying something like, yeah, I don't care. This is me. And this is take me how I am. Well, if you run a business or if you're an entrepreneur, it does make a difference what you say, because you don't know how people are going to interpret it. And some people want to say, well, I don't care. That's not my audience. Yeah, but you might want some strategic partnerships. Like, look, there are people that, you know, comedians, I feel terrible for all these comedians that 15 years ago were saying things we were all laughing at, 10 years ago even. And I'm not going to name the comedians, but, you know, it was funny because it was funny. Now you can't say that, but yet they're having to come out and apologize and they have to say, well, I'm sorry, I didn't know. So, you know, by now there is absolutely no excuse to be saying things that, you know, even though there are certain individuals south of the border that were saying things that were inappropriate or unkind and got away with it. And maybe that's why, because people want to be able to say what they want. But again, if you are representing, you know, your brand is an extension of yourself, your product, service, whatever it is, you do have to be mindful how you're going to protect that brand. Mm. So be, right. Yeah. That's a, a great point. And, and there's longevity in it, like you said, right? Something that was yeah. supported. There's a digital footprint that you cannot get rid of. All yeah. you can do is try and explain it or apologize it. You know, the mea culpa. Sorry, I didn't know better. But how many times can you do that? Absolutely. And, you know, and it's not to say don't be authentic and don't be you, but be conscious and aware of yeah. of 
And, and don't, and don't make false claims. That's the other thing. I do want to say that because I see a lot of brands, you know, there was, I think there was a time in entrepreneurship where there was this idea of fake it till you make it. Like I'm the best coffee. I'm the best. Yeah. I'm this and I'm that there's nothing wrong with embellishing some of the features that you have and, and using, you know, language that may highlight some of those features in a better way, but don't out and out lie. No. And that's something that I've seen <laughs> and I've seen No, don't misrepresent who you are. Don't misrepresent what you do, what your background is. Don't fake it till you make it because I see that a lot and you know, we've worked with so many people, we've represented so many people and I've been so fortunate to be affiliated with so many business organizations, networking groups and you can spot it and I think too being a producer like you know, when me as a publicist, people are like, Oh my God, you're so nice. Oh, you're so sweet. You're so whatever. You should have seen me as a producer. When I pick up the phone, I was a completely different person because I had to be, I had to be critical mm-hmm. I had to really know that the person was who they were, what they were saying, what they were talking about, what they were offering. You have to be really, you have to be honest and authentic about who you are, what you are and what your product or service is about. Don't offer the world and see what sticks. Or don't hope that nobody finds out that you don't have this. And for the love of God, don't launch a product that's not available. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, it's coming. Oh, it was delayed. Okay. No, like. (laughs) Wow. Say it, do it, act on it. That's, that's it. Sorry, if I said too much, I might've said too much, but no, love it all. (laughs) Love it all. Producer hat was on today. So I love it. See, that's, I, I love your raw, honest uh, feedback. And yeah. Okay. Then can I say one more thing? If I'm going to be honest, yeah. last thing, and I did a, I did an Instagram video that people were like, I can't believe you said that, but I'm going to say it. Ready? Yeah. This is my tip. This is my big one. Dun, 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 dun. The media don't care about you. They don't. They don't care about you. Elaine, I'm sorry. I love you, but they don't care about Elaine nope. and what else wants and what Elaine needs. They, again, they care about their audience. So remember that they don't care about you. And I put that out there and people were like, that is so mean. It's not mean. It's the truth. They care about their job and the ratings. And, you know, as a journalist, because there are, and I really, I get so sensitive. Most people that go into the media go in there because they are storytellers. They want to inform and educate and Mm -hmm. share the truth and Mm -hmm. provide a critical eye. And so they, they don't care about you as an individual. They care about what you can offer that's going to help the general populace or, or to bunk things or, or to educate and inform. That's what they care about. Beautiful. So, yeah. I love that's it. Cool. They care about how they can educate and inform. And yes. Help. And Not help. About Elevate, person. educate, inform. Yeah. Enhance the lives of others. That's what they care love about. It. I love it. So that is the secret right there is when you are pitching to the media, think about how your content is going to be relevant, educational, inspiring, helpful to that audience, to yeah. that producer's audience. End yeah. of story. Yeah. Love it. They don't care about you. <laughs> no, they do not. I'm sorry to say. And, and we're friendly a lot, you know, we're all storytellers. So we love meeting people. Most media people actually love meeting people. They don't mind you reaching out to them. That's part of the job, right? Oh, I love that. 
I love that you and I had this conversation right before we were recording and how when you had shared that that could offend people that you actually presented this conversation somewhere and it offended people. And that's unfortunate because they totally missed the message. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's not about you. It is about how to help you get onto the media and, you know, you were awesome. And Rania, if people wanted to find you, where would you like them to go? So uh, the easiest thing would be they could go to frontdoorpr.com, frontdoorpr.com. All of our social handles are the same, at frontdoorpr. If you want to connect with me personally, I'm at Rania Speaks, and Rania is one of those names. Uh, It's R-A-N-I-A. I I know it's spelled R-A, but it's Rania like Tanya with an R, I say. So Rania Speaks. Um, You can find me through Elaine. Uh, but just connect. My team and I, you know, one of the best things we did is we invested in one of our, um, one of my freelancers who was doing things. And again, I'm learning too. Like this is all, it was a lot of work. So we, we took one of our freelancers, we hired her. She's been doing a lot of our social and our posts. And um, interestingly enough, she has learned a lot over her time with us. So she's creating these incredible posts that are informative. So we're also trying to serve as well. So mm-hmm. if you follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, um, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. We're always trying to put out content. And if you go to our website where we have blogs, we also host webinars. Uh, we just haven't done any now or, you know, not lately because uh, we've been busy. But, you know, if anybody wants one and you have a group of people, Brilliant. talk to me. Yeah. Love it. So, Rania, I want to say thank you. Thank you so oh, much. Thank you. This was here. so nice. I miss you. I miss seeing you, but that's okay. We'll get together soon. Yes, we'll have I to hope. Go airplane because you are on the other side of the country, but yes, <laughs> but we will find a way. Yeah. And to our listeners, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. And I know that you got many nuggets like I just did talking, listening to Rania. And so again, thank you for your time. And Rania, thank you, my friend, for being thank here. Thank you. Thanks for having me, I'm sending blessings and wishes for health for everybody. We're almost through this, I hope. <laughs> almost. Yes. almost. And hashtag stronger together forever, I think. That yes. Work a lot. Thank yes. you. Bye Thanks. for now. Bye. Bye.